Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to Fate FM, positively different. This is Drive Time, big Q&A. This is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. If you like to make a comment or your questions answered, you can text me at 0401-305-077 or email me at ionkrita at yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com. Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, does God care? What are the steps to spiritual freedom? Who is the mystery man of prophecy? What is the purpose of the temple? And what is inside of the lost ark? We are going to approach these topics this week, but today we are going to look at Does God Care? Our co-host today is Pastor Joseph Maticic. Joseph is the General Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Joseph, welcome to the program. Good evening, Nick. Great to be here. It's good to have you with us again today, uh, Joseph, and uh, looking forward for this program. Would you be able to expand upon this question, does God care? Hey, I'm really looking forward to this uh, topic as well, Nick. It's a, it's a really, really interesting one. Uh, it's one that uh, it gets raised, uh, it's, it's a question that gets raised at, at particular points and by lots of people, Nick. Uh, look, I remember um, some years ago um, uh, I, um, I was uh, working with uh, and, and visiting with some people, and um, they, they, were, they, were, they were great people. And, um, uh, but what had happened is um, they had really come to a point where they just could not uh, – Believe and accept that God exists, that there is that, that there is a real God. What had taken place is that they had had um, their their daughter, uh, twenty one years of age, beautiful girl, um, life ahead of her, um, and and a great future. But sadly, she um, contracted cancer. And uh, and she died at the age of uh, twenty one. And mm-hmm. and for just for these people, they they just thought, you know, that that just seemed so senseless. And they thought, if if there really is a God out there, why did He allow our twenty one year old uh, to die so young of of cancer? Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense to them. They just could not accept the fact that there is a God. Um, and there is a God, if there is a God who, who and it, as it claimed that he's a God of love that he would allow this to, this to happen to see uh, see their daughter uh, suffer and deteriorate and, and then die um, so young and be taken away yeah as you just said that's so right young. that's yeah. right yeah mm. and then I think of other instances where uh, the, uh, again some other people um, who um, a loved one um, just driving in their car on one occasion uh, obeying the road rules doing everything right when um, out from another direction comes a drunk driver who runs straight through a red light and collects their car smashes into it and and kills kills their family member um, again such a senseless tragedy and uh, and at that time they well not just at that time but that as a result of that they then 
succumbed to the idea, well, you know, if, if there was a God of love, why did he allow that tragedy to take place? Mm. And then when there's a, a nat- some natural disaster uh, that, that comes, um, such as a hurricane, uh, a cyclone, or some, some destructive storm that comes and, and destroys ha- homes and lives, uh, people ask and, and wonder, why did God allow this to take place? Mm. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, many times you see those stickers on the uh, windshield screen, you know, God is love. That's and right. then you see below, how can a God of love allow such pain? Because every day we're looking in, around us. Uh, we are suffering. Mm. We are uh, um Living in a time when uh, from day to day, one day after the other, you see something new, some sort of pain and suffering and natural disasters and pestilence and all those things. And yeah, you wonder, is God a loving God? That's is right. Is God love? It's, it's act- this, this question is so important, Nick, because it's actually one of the biggest reasons that people choose not to believe in God. It's, it's one of the biggest stumbling blocks for, uh, for, for, for people out there, for, you know, for, can we say for agnostics or even for, for atheists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think particularly of um, Sir David Attenborough, uh, whose uh, nature programs – have been on televisions for many years. Incredible, um, well documented and yeah, very well documented uh, shows about animals and um, the nature and our planet. Uh, planet Earth is, is a series he does uh, has done, and uh, he's travelled the world. Um, now, well in his eighties, um, this this environment, this scientist, and he's he's studied and observed um, such incredible uh, wildlife. All over the world, and his his wildlife shows, uh, his programs, his documentaries about animals are, are fascinating. They're really, really inspiring, and you cannot just but help and think. You know, when when you watch them, you think, "Wow, they, isn't nature and creation and the animal kingdom incredible?" That you know, it, it just points to a to a master designer. And you know, for 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 us, Nick, for you and I, we we see clearly the the evidence of of a creator God. But for David Attenborough, even though he spent his life uh, studying this, he does not believe that there is a, a, a creator God. And the reason is, the reason is, uh, he, he was actually asked about this uh, particular question, and, and the response that he gave was really, really interesting. He referred to the instance of uh, uh, how in, in, in Africa, for example, there, there, you know, there are children that, that, that are in poverty, that are suffering, malnourished, uh, that um, left to die. That uh, it gives the example of, of, of children suffering who who get these worms that come mm-hmm. in, in, into the eyes of these y- young newly born children and and begin to eat away at, at them. And uh, and for him, that that just um, he cannot understand how can there, there be that kind of pain and suffering and uh, and and evil in in the world. And therefore, he cannot entertain the idea mm. of, of a god. Absolutely right. And I was thinking of the same. Thing you know, where is God when you see that such of suffering and malnutrition in some parts of the world? You know, you may remember about the picture uh, uh, which traveled the world around with a baby 
left on the field and the vulture just yes. waiting for that one to die that he may have a meal. Do you remember maybe that that picture? You e- know, it's extra- grossing. E- yes, extremely moving, ex- extremely ev- ev- evocative. Uh, that, that 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 picture. Yes, Nick, that that is a ex- yeah, yes, ab- mm. absolutely. I, I I do recall that, and that's a- yeah. and again that question will be uh, raised up again. Where is God? Where is God when children? And I've been. Uh, ask this question from people uh, are uh, you know uh, raped or mm. all other things mm. where is God That's if God right. is powerful and loving God where is he people will ask will ask those uh, and you cover up that you know in nature you have all sorts of things but also our well-being That's right you know Yep. Social well-being and all emotional, emotional well-being, well-being. Yep. Uh, m- mental health, and and all of that is it, it, it's very much part of it. You're right, Nick. Yeah, uh, yep. the, I'm looking at um, um, a little statement here about Epicurus. Um, he stated this: "Is God willing to prevent evil, but not able? Mm. Then is He omnipotent? Is He able but not willing? Mm. Then is He malevolent?" Is he both able and willing? Then whence cometh evil? Is he neither able or willing? Then why call him God? Wow, yeah. I think that was very profound, you know, to, and people are asking these questions, but mm. we are going uh, to learn uh, in this program that God is who he is, yeah, who right. he claims yep. to be. Yep. And I heard about also these uh, claims also. Um, there is Auschwitz, mm. and so there cannot be God. That's right. You know, when you look at that uh, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you may say oh, there must not be God anywhere, yeah. because otherwise, how could He allow that, that sort of thing? But yeah. Joseph, we are coming to uh, to just throw a question: mm. Who is God? Yes, that's that's really the question that 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 is the basis of of this whole topic, Nick. And uh, really, this question. Uh, Nick, we, we really need to connect back to uh, the, the, the presentation on Friday, uh, on, on Friday's drive time, mm-hmm. just 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 uh, uh, just days before, ago, yeah, yeah, just before the weekend, uh, because uh, really the, that topic on Friday and today are actually connected. They're, they're actually uh, yeah, they, they follow each other because on, uh, back on Friday, um, th- th- that one looked at the it, it was titled the War Zone. Um, which looked at the subject of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you covered there um, where evil came from. Uh, and that really gives us, uh, um, I guess, the background to, to, the, to answering this question, why does God allow suffering um, and, and, and why do bad things happen? And, 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 and then ultimately, as we're going to answer this one t- uh, now, mm-hmm. um, do, do, does God care? What, what is God like? So uh, I just wanted to make that connection back there again, Nick, because um, on Friday, the war zone, um, in, that, in that presentation, we were able to see what the Bible said about where evil began. And we we found uh, through that program that quite remarkably it actually began in in heaven of all places. And that's again another question which people cannot really you know take it. You that's know, right. How does how can that make sense to, in a place like heaven, a perfect place? Mm-hmm. But of course, what we discovered there is that um, it, it, God didn't create a devil. Uh, he was a perfect being uh, who chose to, uh, uh, in a sense. Um, not want to uh, 
go God's way or obey God, and he he, he wanted to, to be God. He, he wanted to go his way, and that really is the genesis. That was really the origin, the beginning of 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 evil. But it was it was a matter of choice that 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 that, that being Lucifer originally as he was um, there in in the in the heaven heavenly throne room uh, surrounds, and he chose to go that way. That he chose to rebel against God, and then of course that um, that led him to to be here on planet Earth. Um, who, who he he then uh, deceived Adam and Eve. So yeah, God did not create a devil. He was a created being. He was a perfect being. Sorry, who chose to go his own way. And the consequence, the result of that, is that um, uh, he then deceived the first humans to think um, uh, the first humans to, to to really question whether God and God's ways were the best ways. And humans are. Uh, uh, namely Adam and Eve, as we read in Genesis chapter 3, uh, believed him and uh, have been swayed by that. And, and, and the result of that is sin. And, that, and as soon as sin came in, Nick, as soon as sin came in, we, uh, suffering came in. Yes. Uh, there was death, and then we find wickedness, and, and it, it so on follows from there. And you know, even what you're sharing, Joseph, that shows the love of God. Well, it does. A, a all-powerful creator to create a, uh, a being and give that freedom of choice to rebel against the creator if he chooses. Yeah. That's amazing because God, what, such a, what sort of love is that to allow that? Let's look in First John chapter uh, yeah. 4, verse 8, just to, um, to cement uh, this from the Bible. Yes, so it tells us there, um, he first reading from First John chapter 4, verse 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Mm. And God is not just a loving God. God is love in essence. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. And he created out of nothing and sustains life. Yeah. God yep. is love. He is not just loving, as I mentioned, but God is the definition of uh, of love, not just a loving character. You that, know? That's right. That's right. And, and so, Nick, w- when we look at what what is love? You know, we say that God is love. Well, what do we mean by that? Um, you know, j- just just uh, reminding, well, just just making this observation, Nick. Um, because God is love, love love requires an object. Mm. You know, when when we say, uh, uh, I I love ice cream. Well, you you need to have something to love. Mm-hmm. Or I love my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it requires an object. So for God being love, he required an object, and that object was that he decided to create humans to whom he could show his love. Mm-hmm. And that's what led God to creating this world and creating humans, creating us. Uh, so he could demonstrate his love. Um, and, and as he touched on before, uh, he, he created humans w- 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 with the free will. Now, um, if we look at uh, another p- next passage here, uh, Nick, if that's all right, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. And that speaks the nature of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice what it says here. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5 tells us, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. envy sorry. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, rudely does not seek its own mm. is not provoked is not provoked thinks no evil so that is the true definition of love love does not seek its own uh, so much of love these days in our world today is self-centered it's self-seeking 
but God and God's love is other-centered. It is focused on, on others, and ultimately it's, it's, posted, uh, um, it's focused on, on human beings. And interesting that in English we don't have too many words to describe that Uh, love uh, in other languages, for example, in Greek, That's right. you can have different uh, words to describe. For example, for this sort of love, what what word would you remember? What word is from Greek? That's right. Yeah. So here, here, yeah, you're right. Because in English, we, we like I you know, simply said before, I said I love ice cream, and I use the same thing when I say I love my wife. Yeah. But we we don't have the differentiation. They're, they're two completely different things: ice cream versus you know person. Um, so that's why the Greek has has a few different ones and the one referring to the love of God is is comes from the Greek word agape agapeo um, which is which is this very much this idea that we just read in 1 Corinthians 13 that it does not seek its own it is it, it is giving of self completely it's focused on on, on, on another unselfish love that's exactly right and, uh, I remember some words like um, filio you know uh, eros that type of life which you can share in that's right. different Th- uh, different um, uh, circumstances yeah what is the condition of our world today because when you look at you're talking about um, God's love mm. and you look at this condition of the world and you wonder why are we in this mess mm. if we have a loving God or a all powerful God uh, which we just described that God is love not just a loving God yes yeah Uh, well, Matthew 24, uh, verse 12, answers that question for us, Nick, and it, it tells us that the condition of the world is described as this. It says there, and because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. That's an interesting word, you know, mm. because of uh, lawlessness, mm. sin will be uh, taking place. That's right. And That's then right. we, we cannot see that connection with God's love mm. and his crea- creation. That's right. Ourselves. That's, That's right. That's very interesting. That's right. Yeah. The world is in distress, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And we can uh, just look around, just open uh, the TV or, you know, whatever, just yep. search yep. on the net. On the news. That's right. Yeah. Right Check now, just, just right. as we speak now, we still uh, struggle with this coronavirus thing. Here in Australia, in particularly in Melbourne yes. and uh, some other parts of the world. Well, some of the parts of the world, it, it's 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 devastating, Nick. Uh, mm. The United States and Brazil and some of these places, we are still very fortunate here in Australia. But in some of those places, the, the, the virus is is spreading by the thousands, Nick, every day. And and I remember those scenes, you know, uh, when. People go in the shopping centers, everything was empty, fight for a piece of uh, toilet paper right. yep. and Panic all going. those things, you know. Um, coronavirus and situations like this is bringing the worst out in uh, of people. That's right. And that's interesting, you know, how we uh, quickly we can change our uh, um, attitude and moods uh, by what we see, how we are. Uh, that, and that, that really is the heart of sin. Uh, Nick, that, that's really the essence of sin. You see, love, God is love. The, 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 the heart of love is the other, giving, self-sacrificing. Sin is, is I was going to say, is the opposite of that. It, it, it's focused on self. It's focused on self. And uh, and that's that's really what, what we see as really the – that is, essentially is the where the problems all the problems start in our world mm-hmm. 
It is, it is, it is self. Um, and then we may even uh, just throw that question, is life unfair? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And uh, you look in at um, the various things in the world and you may think like that. But we have another question to consider here. Is God responsible for pain and evil? For mm. Whatever happens uh, in the world and in front of our eyes, is God responsible for this? And that's a really important question. The, the answer to that is found in a story that Jesus told. It was a parable that he told in Matthew chapter 13, uh, where he used the, uh, the, the parable, the analogy of a farmer who went to sow wheat in the field. And, as, and he sowed the wheat, and then as it, as it grew, uh, the, 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 not only did wheat grow, but also weeds, or, or as the, the old versions of the Bible put it, tears. Mm-hmm. Tears grew, grew up as well. And, uh, and, and then um, in the parable, uh, the people saw that and said, well, where did that come from? You know, sh- shouldn't we pull that out? And, um, and uh, in the Bible, in that parable, Matthew, reading from Matthew chapter 13 um, and verses 27 and 28, uh, in, in this story, it says, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Mm-hmm. He said to them, An enemy has done this. So, sorry, I, I should have gone back a little bit just to make that a little bit clearer, Nick. Uh, in the parable, a farmer went out and he sowed wheat in his field. But during the night, an enemy came and sowed tares. And we just said about who's that enemy. We That's just right. learned about Friday, you know, the enemy, Satan, the deceiver. That's right. That's right. And so in answer to this question, is God responsible for pain and evil? No, he is not. He is not responsible for pain and evil. It's, it, the Bible calls him an enemy. That is the devil, the Satan, uh, Satan, the, the deceiver. Uh, he's even, the enemy. Even interesting that... Uh, during the night, not even in in front of the people, you know. That's how he works. And th- he will create all this uh, right. problem. The situation then will point the finger to God, who's all-powerful, and say, oh, where is God? That's He's right. He's responsible for all these things. Yes, he, he works, if you like, in... in um yeah, in deception, um, unseen, and it really is. It, it really is be behind the scenes. And so, yeah, back on this. This connects back to Fridays, doesn't it, Nick? Mm. Um, the, the the topic we we found uh, there that the Bible tells us um, that it was uh, a being called Lucifer who then uh, rebelled and chose to go his own way. And and he was the one that introduced sin into the world. Yeah, that's true. And I like this uh, statement. Joseph says that that. The pain in our world today is not a result of God being absent, but a result of the devil being present. Mm, mm. And, That's and a really good way of putting yeah, it, Nick. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, Nick, um, uh, you know, the Bible says, as it says there, an enemy ha- has done this. It's, it's, it's a result of, of the devil deceiving humans. And sin, this idea of sin, which is selfishness that has come in, that's the originator of all the problems. Um, An enemy's done it. Sin has done it. Um, Now, could sin have been prevented? Well, yes, it could. Because here's here's what's interesting to consider here, Nick. God, when he looks down, uh, he he has three options, right? Three options. Option one is to have a silent, 
empty, lifeless universe. That means no risk, but total loneliness, mm. right? Mm. So that's, that was option one. Mm. Silent, empty universe. No risk. Option two, a universe that's inhabited with uh, people such uh, that, are, that are robots, no risk, and no happiness to anyone. Just controlling. That's right. Yeah. So God could have created humans in such a way that they could only react one way. Mm. That they could only decide that they'd be programmed, right? Mm-hmm. God could have made humans like that, that they would only do the right thing. Which means that they are robotic. Mm-hmm. That that was another option he faced. The third option is to create humans with free will, mm-hmm. choice, and that brings with it great risk. Absolutely. Absolutely, God chose to go that way. Why? Because He's a God of love. Love cannot be forced. Love cannot be manufactured. Real love cannot be manufactured. God created humans with that ability for them to choose to love. But with that was the risk. And the risk was that humans would choose to go a different way, which, which sadly, they have. Sad, definitely sadly. But, uh, Joseph, does God has a solution to the evil? And thing? that's getting to the really good news. Yes, Nick, he absolutely does. This, and this is the other incredible thing. Not only did God, our beloved, want to create humans so that he would have objects of love, have humans that he could demonstrate his love, but even when humans fell into sin, he didn't just abandon the planet. He didn't just leave humans and say, well, too bad now. You've messed it up. It's your fault. No. God himself came down to save humanity. That's incredible. The greatest verse in the Bible answers this question that you've just asked. What is God's solution to evil? John 3.16, the Bible tells us, For God so loved the world. There's that word again. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What a wonderful news. Yeah. And solving evil is not a quick fix, Joseph. That's a really, really good point you make, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. God has provided time and space for the result of sin to be seen in their entire, uh, you know, entire, you know, deepness, if you like. Calvary shows God who gave until there was nothing left to give. And I like this uh, um, thing. I heard the, this word says that we as human, we are used to just get, get, ask for things. To, but God is the one who gives, gives, gives. And he gave everything until almost was nothing left. That's right. That's um, right. And there is uh, also a nice statement here. The, the things we find hard to understand about God, about our pain and suffering, are accepted on the basis of what we do understand about God, his pain and suffering. Because we may think that God doesn't care and he's just out there. He cannot feel it, yeah. what we are going through. But actually God feels what we are going through. So what you, what you just said there, Nick, is really, uh, really important. You're saying that what we don't understand about God, that is our suffering, is uh, we, we can actually come to understand or can accept on the basis of what we understand about uh, God, that is his pain and suffering, namely 
what he suffered on the cross. You know, he didn't have to, but he chose to come down and uh, live among us uh, as one of us and, and, to, and, and to suffer on the cross. So, mm. yeah, does God care, Nick? He cares so much that he actually came to be one of us, to, to experience what it means to be a human and to suffer for our sin. Mm-hmm. So he actually uh, came to die on the cross, to pay the penalty for our mistakes, for our choices. That's and how incredible. was he treated? You know, I, uh, there is a, a passage in the Bible, as right. Isaiah 53, well known by people, you know, and uh, may answer this question, to what extent does God understand pain and suffering? It comes from the great passage of Isaiah chapter 53, uh, which which uh, yeah looks looks ahead to the suf- the suffering servant, namely the, the Messiah Jesus. In verse three, it says of him, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Mm. You know, no one has ever suffered more than Jesus. He was misunderstood, rejected, abandoned, accused, beaten, and then killed. Mm. And he even suffered the second death that's right uh, to become god forsaken for us that's right yeah on the cross he he cried out those famous words my god my god why have you forsaken me yes. yeah jesus jesus actually experienced yeah so sin sin separates us from god we 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 read that elsewhere in the bible uh, uh isaiah 59 verse 2 for example nick it, it tells us there that that the sin and, and sin has caused that separation so that humans cannot uh could not again have face to face connection communion with god jesus came and experienced the full result of sin and that separation on that cross uh, and so that um, you and I, by believing and accepting him, uh, do not have to. We can be, can be reunited to God. You're right. And the, the guilt of every descendant of Adam was pressing upon his heart mm. and his shoulders. I have a couple of uh, statements here which I like to share from this wonderful book called The Desire of Ages, okay. which says, but now with the terrible weight on, uh, of guilt, he bears, he cannot see the Father's reconciling face. The withdrawal of the divine countenance from the Savior in his hour of supreme anguish pierced his heart with a sorrow that can never be fully understood by man. So great was his agony that his physical pain was hardly hardly felt. Satan with his fierce temptations, he attacked Jesus and his heart. The Savior could not see through the portals mm. of the tomb. Hope did not present to him coming forth from the grave a conqueror or tell him of the Father's acceptance of the sacrifice. He feared that sin was so offensive to God that their separation was to be eternal. And when you read those words and you think how through what Jesus went through, because he loves us, even feeling that separation from God, an eternal separation, I think that was amazing. Yep. I think it's time to take a short break, uh, Joseph. Yep. And I would like to play a song by uh, Daryl Sawyer. 
Let's listen to this one and we'll be back soon. Please don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Q&A. song that was uh, Daryl Sawyer with uh, Cast Your Cares and if God can uh, care about those uh, little birds the sparrows and anything else uh, how much he will care about us all Joseph we are uh, asking today does God care and uh, we have some questions we we give some answers from the Bible Uh, what does the cross tell us about that God which we talk about 
That's right. We've been looking at the fact that the cross it gives us the greatest example that God does care about suffering and, and about uh, the pain uh, of this world because he experienced uh, the suffering himself. John chapter 15 and verse 13 tells us, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. He's calling us his friends. That's right. Yeah, God laid down his life for us and not just for those who are his friends, Nick, but he laid down his life for every human being. Uh, that's that's incredible, incredible love. That's why it's, it's actually been said, Nick, that um, it was not it was not the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love mm. that kept him on the cross. He was tempted to come down because he had the power to do that. He could have come down. He didn't have to, but he chose. That's love, and that's that was love. for for me and you. Exactly right. An infinite love. Um, he pair, paid for you, and not with billions of dollars, but with his own blood. Mm. Even when it seems your world is failing all around you, he is on your side. He supports you, he understands you, and he is your friend. He hurts when you hurt. You, can't, you really can trust him. That's right. Yep, God cares. Another question uh, to look at, um, Joseph, is why doesn't God stop evil right now? Really good question, yeah. Let's, uh, to answer that, let's go back to that parable that Jesus told about the farmer who sowed the seed, sowed the good seed, sowed the wheat in the field, and then we saw that it was uh, an enemy that came during the night and sowed the bad seed. Uh, and then, then when it grew, um, it, the question was asked, well, you know, about pulling up the, 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 the bad one. And, uh, let's, let's go back to that one. I'm going to read here from Matthew 13, verses 28 to 30. It says, He said to them, that is Jesus, an enemy has done this. That is, the bad seed has come from the enemy, not from mm-hmm. the farmer. The servant said to him, Do you want us to then to go and gather them up. But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, that's the weeds, the, the bad the bad crop, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Mm-hmm. So what we see here, Nick, is that in this parable, Jesus says that evil must stay around long enough to be seen for what it is. If evil, or for example, that the tares in this parable were eradicated before it had matured, there would be a chance for the good ones to get uprooted. In other words, for for good uh, for the good people to to, to be lost. What what does Jesus mean? You know, I guess this can be a bit of a difficult issue, Nick. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, we 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 aren't claiming that we have have it all perfectly answered because this is a, this is a, a heavy heavy and sensitive subject. Such as whenever someone suffers innocently, um, we, we face this. But evidently, what we find is that the horror of sin will be seen more fully in the future. Mm-hmm. We don't fully understand now 
why a 21-year-old girl gets cancer and dies. We don't fully understand now why an innocent driver gets hit by a drunk person in another car and killed uh, or why a a storm comes and, and wreaks havoc. But one day in the future... And so God needs to ensure that all of those who are saved had no attraction and affection for sin. Mm-hmm. And imagine even the, when Satan, Lucifer in heaven, rebelled against God. If God will zap him off uh, uh, right then, you know, questions in the minds of the heavenly hosts. There, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you can you can disturb that thing. But if you let that grow, and it was given to Satan the opportunity to say, "Okay, now you show what you can uh, you can do." And def- definitely, in the end, I believe all the angelic hosts, right there on Golgotha, the cross, when Jesus died, the Prince of Universe, for us all, they could see the results of the enemy. Yeah, you just touched on something very, very important there, Nick. I mean, yes, in a sense, could God have stopped this? Yes, he could have. God could have, way back up in heaven, the moment that Lucifer chose to rebel against God, God could have wiped him out, could have zapped him. Mm-hmm. But what you've just touched on there, imagine if he had done that. Imagine all the other heavenly beings, the angels and whatever watching, they would they would then have concluded, whoa, watch out. One step, you just do one thing with God and you're gone. Bang, mm. just mm. like that. Mm. And, and, and as a result, they would have all served and worshipped God out of fear. But what we've seen, Nick, is that God is a God of love. Not only is he love in how he treats us, but he, he's created us humans with a free will and he's created us, he, he seeks for us to respond in love. He, he, he's created us so that we would love him and, and others in return. And that's why he didn't destroy it straight away because there would be questions of doubt in people's mind and fear and they would only serve and, and follow God out of fear lest they get zapped next. Mm-hmm. And God had to allow it to, for people to see sin for what it really, really is. And when you think of that, uh, even a third of the angels were uh, dragged, you know, with, uh, with uh, this uh, that, that, that's right. temptation. Yeah. Yeah. And God needs to ensure that all of those who are saved have no attraction mm. or affection for sin. That's right. God is powerful, as we just said, powerful enough to stop it right now or stop it even much, much earlier. But in his eternal wisdom, he has chosen not yet, just as you just mentioned to that parable there. Yeah. Now leave it to grow there together. And when yeah. the time will come, we'll separate it. And the if, good if, one will put it in the barn and then will burn the rest of it. That's uh, right. As the parable says, God cannot have war in heaven. Second time. Second again. You That's know? right. That's right. <laughs> That's very important. Yeah. Now, how does God feel about you, about me? Well, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, God speaking, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Mm, that's wonderful. Yeah, great promise. God is personally interested in you and he has wonderful plans for your life. Even though you may not think like that right now, you may go through some difficult uh, times. What should we do if we are anxious or suffering? And you mentioned uh, at the beginning uh, earlier how people felt when mm. they lost uh, loved ones. and what. Do we have any promises in the Bible or any advice in the Bible what to do? Well, we have a great one in First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 
which tells us, casting all your care upon him, that is on God, for he cares for you. Mm. Wonderful. Will there be pain in the new earth, Joseph? What do you think? <laughs> uh, the, Bible, the Bible promises clearly that there, that there will not be. Uh, in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, uh, it says that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Just going back a little bit, uh, I'm just thinking, how does God use pain for our good? Is that a possibility to <laughs> use pain for our good? It, it, it does tell us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. That's that's very promising uh, passage in the in the Bible. Yeah, it says that all things work together. So, good and bad things will w- will work together for good. Doesn't mean that everything that happens to us is a, is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, but it will ultimately work work for good. Um, we we can trust God. And obviously, in the new earth, pain will be completely absent and uh, so will be uh, pain of pain yeah. <laughs> if you like to say <laughs> that That's no right. tears no death no sorrow no crying no devil what will we conclude about God and his character Joseph well in the last book of the Bible in Revelation 15 it tells us this verse 3 great and marvelous are your works Lord God Almighty Just and true are your ways, O King of the Saints. Uh, That's what we will uh, conclude about God, that he's been just and true. In other words, he's been been really, really fair uh, and and, and just. And uh, and Nick... uh, Just before we concluding, uh, Joseph, I just want to um, put an ad here for another wonderful book. When we're promoting this for this month, um, if you would like to put your hands on. This is our free offer, which you will really like it. It's about the uh, book Great Controversy. Just take this ad and note it down, all the information if you like to have it. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family, or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Krita and our host today is Joseph Maticic. Our question today is, does God care? Joseph, how can we bring this together? Yeah. Look, it'd be really great to, um, to mention there's a, great, a very powerful story in the Old Testament dealing with a man by the, by the name of Job. And uh, th- this really helps us understand this whole topic that we've been looking at. Does God care? If God is a God of love, why do bad things happen? Uh, and why doesn't he, he do something about it? And, and where, where does evil come from? Um, in, in that story, Nick, we, have, um, we as readers are introduced to a man called Job. 
a man who who is described as upright, righteous, who 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 follows God. Then then we have uh, this conversation, this meeting of God and Satan, and uh, but Job is not aware of it. And in in that uh, in that scene where God and Satan meet, God says to Job. Sorry, God says to Satan, have you seen my servant Job? There is not, none, not, no one up, upright like him. No one as good as him. And Satan responds and says, um, essentially, and I'm, 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 I'm sort of paraphrasing this, but he's saying that's because uh, you protect him. And so then God, in a sense, says, okay, well, you, you, Satan, do what you want to him. Just don't take his life, and let's see. Now, Job is not aware of this conversation between God and Satan that's gone on behind the scenes. But what ends up happening is Satan then unleashes and uh, these various attacks on Job's life, on his, his children, his wife, his possessions. Uh, he loses his family. They, they, they tragically will die. Um, he, he himself um, gets these terrible boils and sores, all this suffering that, that, that comes upon him, remember? Mm-hmm. But Job is not aware of what's caused it we as readers get get an insight it's a full picture yes that's right mm. that's right and so that that helps us understand now in the midst of it uh, and then job's wife comes to him and says you know why don't you just curse god and die and job responds and says well, shouldn't we take the good and the bad uh, from god and then and then later on he says uh, he continues to trust in god and says though even he slay me yet i will trust him now, what's, what's really significant about this story, Nick, uh, and by the way, in the end, what ends up happening is Job, uh, Job's possessions get restored back to him uh, at, at, the, at the end of the story. But the, the fascinating thing here is this. The suffering that Job experienced was through no fault of his own. The suffering and the evil that came was not caused by God. Mm-hmm. It was caused by the devil. But Job was not aware of that. We as readers get, if you like, the curtain pulled back and we get to see the, the battle over him, over Job, behind the scenes. So today, when there's evil and suffering that's going on, it's not as a result of often us, what, what we, you know, that we have done something, uh, that individuals are directly getting punished for something. There's an, there's an enemy that's raging behind the scenes who's seeking to bring evil, destruction, and pain. Mm. God is not the origin of it. It's the devil. It's Satan. And, uh, and whilst Job didn't fully understand it, he hung on to God. And whilst we may not fully understand all the pain and suffering, we can still hang on to God as well. Yeah, so good. Uh, if we are uh, able to take a few points home, probably that will be that God cares. That's right. Uh, the cross demonstrates God's love. God understands pain. And uh, life can be very difficult and we don't have all the answers. But can you see that God does care for you? And do you choose to trust him completely with the rest of your life? Mm. Joseph, would you be able to pray for us and for our listeners to conclude today? Yeah, be happy to do that. Let's pray. Our dear Father in heaven, Lord, we recognize that we live in a world of suffering, of pain, of tragedy. And we recognize, Lord, that sometimes it's really hard to understand why these bad things do happen. And it can be 
easily understood why people may even question, does God even care? Do you even notice God and do you even exist? We want to thank you that through the Bible, uh, in, in, at this time we've been able to discover that not only do you notice, and yes, you do care, but more than that, you have come down to this world and you suffered and experienced what we experienced and went through. Even more so, you experienced separation f- from God, dying on the cross, paying for the penalty for our sins, and um, coming back from the grave, resurrected, and one day you'll recreate a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more evil, pain, and suffering. We look forward to that day. We look forward to the day when evil will be eradicated once and for all. We look forward to the time when it will be very clear why things have happened that the way they've happened and we'll be able to look to you as being perfectly just and fair and loving. And in the meantime, Lord, I just pray for everyone that might be tuning in, that might be listening, that might have gone through some difficult times and might still be going through hard times right now, even as as, as we pray now, that you'll be very close to them. May they draw courage from you and strength from you. Mm-hmm. Thank you that you're a God that cares. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It looks our time is up for today. Thanks for uh, joining Nick Rita and Joseph Maticic on Drive Time, big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we ask, what are the steps to spiritual freedom? If you like to have your questions answered, you can text me at 0401-305-077 or email me at ioncrita.yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com. Really looking forward to seeing you again. But until then, please remember Christ said, I am leaving you with the gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. You find this in John fourteen twenty seven. May God richly bless you. We leave you with a song right now. And uh, that's called I Need Thee.
Do you?